Let's just get this out of the way. Agency contracting officers and other acquisition professionals, your job is not getting any easier anytime soon. Oh, and Happy New Year. Before you say thanks for nothing, the National Contract Management Association believes there's plenty of light at the end of the tunnel. Craig Conrad is CEO of the association. He tells executive editor Jason Miller about why a new survey of federal acquisition people should give you some hope. Ultimately, what we've learned is we're really at a crossroads. There wasn't a tremendous view or strong view that there was a a unique one answer, but that what we do next will be very important given the changes that are coming in the profession. And I think you probably got that answer that the crossroads, because of so many pressures that are coming down on the federal acquisition workforce, the contracting officers and the like, and those pressures are both internal pressures, you know, you know, so you have people retiring, a changeover in the workforce, but you also have outside pressures like technology and expectations from the, the public sector, the, the citizens and such. So let's break those down. You had three big findings. Talk, uh, let's, let's talk with finding one. In finding one, the big conversation was really about the new role of contracting. So the contract manager at the center of that is faced with a lot of, of different distractions. You look at our, our desire to try to compete on the DOD side, Uh, with our near-peer competitors, or at least to outpace them. Uh, On the civilian side of that equation, you're you're certainly looking at global dynamics that draw against both the workforce as well as the landscape from which we procure. So those were were big headwinds for a lot of our ability to attract and retain talent. That was a, a big conversation for many of them. Uh, the other related to that, because again, this is related to the workforce, is who are we? If you pull back a bit, are we the business advisor? Are we the chief no officer? Uh, are we really uh, the organization or the individual and in the operations that are going to be the solution maker? Are we going to help move forward? Uh, and that was where there was a, a, a lot of conversation, that there isn't a complete agreement that we are 100% any one of those three, uh, but that we do need to get to a position where we are the solution maker because the challenges are going to keep getting harder uh, whether you do talk about uh, uh, the, the near-peer competitor dynamic or even the competition for talent. Today's talent really wants to be, know that they're working in, in an institution, in an organization that has impact and that their impact matters. It's kind of hard to think about that working in today's federal government uh, or yesterday's federal government. Can you really have an impact? Are you mired in a whole bunch of piles of rules that might limit your ability to have impact. I want to go back to something you said just to clarify. You said the chief no officer. Are we talking about the K-N-O-W no or the <laughs> chief N-O officer? Like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, the, the, the no, you can't do that, right. uh, indeed. And, and certainly we want to be able to get to that position where e- even today, I mean, we know that there needs to be many changes in the future to our, our laws and our, our, our policies to make sure that we're getting better procurement, faster procurement. But there is a way we can operate today that we can, within this construct, find good answers to move forward. That's just going to require us to be even more knowledgeable. And I think we heard that at the uh, Government Contract Management Symposium uh, Monday morning when the folks from the Air Force talked about Air Force pitch days. That was just a great example of, hey, everything we did was in the FAR. We didn't do anything outside the federal acquisition regulations. We just made use of them. And I think that was one of the things that I hear time and again about the acquisition world is they're so risk averse and 
you know, they don't want to step out because they're worried about getting their hands slapped or worse, being held in front of Congress. The risk aversion piece, I know, came up in the sur- in the survey and in, in the discussions. It did. It did. And and certainly there uh, to go back a little bit on this this no conversation, um, Major General Holt has said, and he said it in a recent video that uh, someone who has a surface level knowledge of contract management uh, can find 17 ways to say no. But that, that person who's the true ninja contracting officer uh, will find the one way to say yes. And that's the good example in his team. He has given top cover for his organization, for his people. And I'm sure he's getting top cover uh, from Dr. Roper that is allowing them to take on new things and ch- try new things. Uh, yes, mistakes will be made, uh, but you, they, this is smart. This is good learning. Uh, and you do need more top cover. So that's what we heard from our, a lot of our senior procurement executives is that in the environment where they feel they have top cover, the risk aversion conversation is an easier thing to overcome. Otherwise, you're going to go right back to the same old model where everyone's trying to protect themselves. How do you get top cover? Because I think it's it's both a personality thing, meaning it's a strong leader like Soraya Korea is well known for giving DHS and the Procurement Innovation Lab a huge amount of top cover. At the same time, there's other agencies who they are so risk averse. Talk a little bit about that top cover piece because I think that is the key to, to everything in federal acquisition. Well, indeed, and what we heard in this report from our senior procurement executives is that that top cover really only comes when someone in leadership structure is not afraid for them to get in trouble. I mean, and that is usually where the problem is. You run into a situation where the senior leadership for whatever reason, doesn't feel that they're covered or they're protected. The other piece of this is, the, uh, along the workforce side, is what's their role going to be? For years, we've talked to the, about uh, the, the contracting officer as the business advisor. We've talked to them as, as now they have to know their data side, too. Well, what's the data telling you? How do you help drive decision-making through data? What were some of the discussions you saw from the survey, from the, the folks in government, about what the role and how has it got to evolve? The senior procurement executives that we talked to have a very strong opinion about automation and and RPA. Uh, Certainly the the challenge that always comes up first is make sure you do the right things. Automate the right things. You know, putting in a bad process into RPA is going to get you a faster bad answer. The old garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out, and that's exactly right. So that's a, a, a key part of it. But what it translates into is that we need to get better at how we train into the workforce those that have data scientist under, or data science understanding, you need to be able to tell a really good story with data. Are you seeing this push for people to do, or this request, or this desire to be more data heavy, more data dependent? What came out from the senior procurement executives in, in the data world? Right now, their focus is predominantly in the area of getting the data around and, and getting to automation around workflows unique to how they procure. Uh, so it, whether it's, it's pre-award and, and trying to get to and reviewing the many, many reams of in, uh, 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 the, the large reams of information uh, to help make your selection. And then post-award in terms of how you, how you do all your closeouts and make sure all that stuff. So right now it's very strongly on the processes. Soon, though, their view is that we need to be able to level that up one more, that this is going to be data that's going to be sharper and able to tell us more about the the selling community faster. So automation is going to play a big role going forward. And that should probably take us down to the the third piece of the discussion because you had three findings. 
Workforce played a big role in two of them. What's the third one? The final area that we looked at is is around that business capability and how does the contracting officer actually provide the solution? How are they those solution makers? Uh, and that really comes down to competency. Uh, so what we focus on at NCMA is competency assessment. It's not setting in a course and boom, you're certified. You have to demonstrate competency. So that was the conversation that really closed this out is what are those balance of skills that are going to allow someone to be competent as a business leader in this function? Uh, that is one of the areas, though, that because of technology advances, that the technical components, were they at least from the SPEs we talked to, they felt were soon going to be outweighed by the softer skill needs. So the faster you can automate a lot of this stuff and bring data back in, you're going to end up in a position where someone who's going to still need the technical skills but get softer skills earlier in their career. Um, as you can imagine, that is not the infrastructure we train to now uh, in, in procurement and, and in contract management. Uh, that is the, the, the next challenge for the profession and for those senior procurement executives. Craig Conrad is CEO of the National Contract Management Association. Find coverage from NCMA's recent symposium at federalnewsnetwork.com. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. 